up for an opening. Come on. We're working on it. We're working on it. Thank you guys for tuning in. I'm so excited. We are going to talk about one of my favorite topics, and that is speaking in tongues. That's right. It is going to be a fun-filled night. It is going to be filled with um, revelation. Uh, share this broadcast with people. It's going to be a night unlike anything else. I'm trying uh, something a little new. We're going to see how we do because I'm actually on my Touch by Prayer page as opposed to to my other page. So I'm just trying to make sure that we are good to go. So if you're here, make sure that you say hello, make sure that you tell me that you're here and you're watching. I'd love to see you guys. Um, so let me just give you a little bit of a, um, just a little bit about like why um, I love speaking in tongues because I really felt that once I got, um, once I got healed, uh, not healed, once I got filled with the Holy Spirit, I just really felt the, the power and the presence of God. And once I started, hey, Laura, okay, we're, we're up, we're hearing. Okay, good. Um, so when I got baptized in the Holy Spirit and I started to speak in tongues, things started to change. That's right. Things started to change. I started to have visions. I started to have all these different experiences. It was unlike anything I've ever had. And it only changed for me when I started to speak in tongues. That's where I really started to, to see things in a different way and to really hear the Father. So Tonight, we're going to talk about tongues. We're going to talk about the interpretation of tongues. And what is that? What does that look like? So we are going to talk to Chris McKinney. He is a co-author of Speaking in Tongues. It's um, in enjoying intimacy with God through tongues and interpretation. And I will say that that is one of the things that I truly found out is that when you start to speak in tongues, it's it's an intimate language. It's almost, I, I almost refer to speaking in tongues just like a, a twin language, like twins who are able to communicate with each other, but yet they nobody else can understand it. It's kind of the same thing. And it's a language that only you and the father have. So we're gonna talk to Chris McKinney. Um, thank you so much for coming. We're gonna get you up here. Here you are, Chris. Thank you for coming on Touch by hey. Prayer. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Absolutely. Okay. So speaking in tongues, my favorite, favorite topic. Um, remember you guys share the broadcast, share the broadcast because we're over on Touch by Prayer website as opposed to my personal page. But yes, Glenn, be excited because it is going to be a fun-filled night. Okay. So Chris, this book and the interpretation of tongues is something that really is super fascinating for me because it says that we can, there is part of the gifting is the gift or the, the, the interpretation of tongues. So why don't you kind of share how you kind of found yourself wrapped up in the baptism of the Holy Spirit and, um, and in speaking in tongues? So we'll start with that. How about that? Sure. Okay. Yeah, I'd love to. Um, so I grew up uh, going to um, churches that, you know, I hesitate to say they were cessationists because I don't, I don't really know that for sure. I just know that I never heard them talk about the baptism of the Holy Spirit and spiritual gifts like prophecy or um, uh, tongues or interpretation of tongues or anything like that. And so, um, 
you know, I just didn't have uh, a whole lot of exposure to it. I mean, I visited charismatic churches sometimes as a kid. I mean, I think I just, it just all seemed weird to me, <laughs> honestly. And, uh, you know, cause I didn't know, I didn't know the, uh, biblical basis for it. And, and, um, you know, I just didn't understand, uh, how God operated through all of those, uh, those, those, uh, gifts and everything. And so, um, that was my experience growing up. And then about four years ago, I, I mean, I, I literally just stumble into like the major things that God does in my life because I was not even thinking about it. I really wasn't praying for the baptism of the Holy spirit. We were just doing, um, uh, with the church I'm with now, we were doing a small group inside of a prison. Uh, this part of the, you know, they have a big prison ministry at our church. And uh, we were doing a book by Jimmy Evans um, called 10 Steps Toward Christ. And there's a chapter in there called The Baptism of the Holy Spirit. So we got to it. And, um, you know, I was kind of um, interested to discuss the topic, but I didn't think the church that, that I was even in, I didn't even think that they, you know, prayed in tongues or anything. Cause I'd never seen anybody do it there. And anyway, the, uh, the people in the group said, Oh yeah, yeah, he does. You know, our pastor talks about it and everything. I mean, he, he you know, he preaches about it sometimes and I, I just had not heard that. Well, so anyway, um, I, uh, at that point I, I, I read this chapter and I realized, you know, this is very clear in scripture. I mean, it's so very obvious that my eyes were open to the fact that it's just very, very obvious in scripture that there's this infilling of the Holy spirit, uh, that happens. And so, uh, I started praying for it, and I think I prayed for a couple of weeks uh, that this would, um, uh, you know, that God would fill me with the Holy Spirit and and um, that I would, you know, uh, receive spiritual gifts. And, and, and I tried to pray in tongues. And, um, you know, I think just a few, you know, a few times at home in my closet, I just kept trying. And it was uh, it just felt like something that I was sort of trying to make happen or, you know, trying to. Uh, um, like I was the one doing it and, and, you know, I was trying to make it happen, but it wasn't happening basically. And so, uh, long story short, I, I, you know, I finally went back in, into the, uh, prison for the weekly meeting, uh, and, and, uh, had been praying for a couple of weeks at that point. And I just asked the guys in the group, we were still talking about it. It was, everybody was still kind of talking about, you know, that I think they were probably asking me, Hey, did you, did you get your prayer language yet? That kind of thing. And, uh, you know, uh, I told them that I thought I had not, you know, and so uh, they just, you know, some of the guys that had, uh, you know, were experienced in, and some of the inmates in the prison, they were experienced in laying hands on people and praying for them to be filled with the Holy Spirit. So they did that for me, um, and nothing happened in that moment. I, I couldn't, I didn't feel anything, you know. I mean, I felt like they were almost trying to encourage me to to try to pray in tongues, and it just like nothing was happening. I didn't feel any sort of unction to do it or anything like that. But I basically I got in my car and to go to leave that night, go home and um, almost immediately get in my car. I just I, I tried to open my mouth and pray in tongues. And this time it just came flowing out of me. And it really um, the way I remember it, it was the pretty much the whole way home. It did not stop. You know? And I was rejoicing. I was, um, you know, I was really thrilled that, that God was was, um, you know, doing this in my life and, you know, just being happy about that and, uh, and just trying to move with it and, and just let the spirit flow. And, um, 
So anyway, that's, I'm sorry if that was a little bit long. No, that was perfect because I think it's important for people to understand that, you know, sometimes we don't under, we, we're not quite ready for what God is about to do, right? We're just, <laughs> we're just not ready. And then all of a sudden God like kind of shows up and is like, boom. <laughs> yeah. And then you, you start to have all these, um, experiences and you you start to uh you feel differently i mean that was that was one of the things you know because you talked about it in the book like you know you were you were feeling it but then you saw how your wife had an experience and things started to change your perspective of being filled with the holy spirit so i thought that was a really interesting um that you you really noticed that she was able to be a little freer with it, that she was able to, um, I think you said to speak out loud and you felt that she had a, a fuller measure, I think is how you kind of put it. So why don't you kind of explain that? Well, that was, uh, I, I really, I don't know if I, if I did a good job of explaining in the book, but that was kind of at the end of a longer process with her, but, uh, um, for me, I started noticing things in my life change uh, over the over the next year for sure. You know, uh, I had been praying about what I was called to do for a long time, and but it didn't come that you know the the um, uh, God showing me what my calling and, and my gifting and all of that stuff came after I was filled with the Holy Spirit, and and so I realized all of that looking back. You know that that year of my life after that was just very. Um, um, you know, uh, there was a lot going on that God was really moving. You know, he showed me uh, some spir other spiritual gifts that I had, you know, just just uh, and was trying to show me how to step out and operate in those and and things like that. And so um, but as far as my wife, I mean, I think she she also was filled with the Holy Spirit uh, almost immediately. I told her about it when I came home and um, and then uh, she, you know, she just she's always game for whatever the Lord's doing, you know, Hey, okay. Yeah. I want, I want, uh, you know, uh, this too, you know, I want the infilling of the Holy spirit. And so I prayed for her. She, she prayed in tongues and, um, you know, I think both of us, uh, grew in our relationship with the Lord, but, but at the uh, end of a, I don't know, several months or whatever, we had d done a freedom conference at, at our, at our church. And that's when a lady prayed for her to, to speak in tongues. And of course the lady didn't know she had already been filled with the Holy spirit. She's just, you know, she's just trying to minister to her. And, uh, and at that moment, uh, a, a much more powerful manifestation of the gift, uh, sort of came on her. And, uh, mm -hmm. and, and so that's when she spoke out loud in tongues at that conference. And, um, so I, I interpreted that to be that she did receive like a, uh, a, a fuller manifestation of the gift of speaking in tongues, maybe different kinds of tongues, what, you know, different people right. use different terminologies. So, well, and that, that's the thing. Um, some people think that, that they actually got the gift because a lot of, there, there have been some questionable things that some people try to teach people how to speak mm -hmm. in tongues. And so, you know, I don't know, woulda, coulda, shoulda bought a Hana or something like that. You know, they they have these these different things. And but when you truly get filled with the Holy Spirit, you know, there is something that shifts and happens. And I, I've shared this before that um I actually can feel my heart racing. When the Holy Spirit is on me, I can feel my heart racing. So that's usually a good indication 
So when I when I'm like, you know, laying my hands on somebody for the for the gift of speaking in tongues, for the impartation of speaking in tongues, sometimes I will ask them, can I put my hand on your heart to so that I can feel first I start on their face, but then my hand moves to their heart so I can feel the rushing of their heartbeat. Because as the Holy Spirit comes, he comes in like a rush, like a if you look, it says that that he came in and filled the room. He like right. totally filled the room. So I thought that um, that was one way that you could kind of tell. But some people are so afraid of speaking in tongues that they won't do it in front of a person. And what'll happen is kind of like you, you know, you were in your car and then yeah, kind of it pops, you know, because mm -hmm. there isn't that pressure, but then sometimes the presence is so strong that it just bursts forth. Right. You know, so, um, yeah. um, but that's, uh, that's one of the things that, um, that I've experienced. So, um, and I, I think for each person, it's a, it's very personal how God is going to do something. I think that, um, people, um, because God is going to, to meet them where they are. But, one of the things that you and I spoke about was the that the importance of speaking because <laughs> he's not going to arrest you and start making to speak in tongues. <laughs> you right, have right. to almost start speaking, correct? Well, I did definitely. And so uh, other people may have other uh, types of experiences, but I always had every time I've ever done it, I've had to basically open my mouth and just start, you know, uh, just sort of initiate it, I guess, you know, just start moving my, my mouth. And I mean, it comes immediately uh, now. And, and um, you know, I, my experience is that I can, anytime I feel like I want to pray in tongues, I mean, I, it's just something I can uh, can do mm -hmm. and can, can stop whenever uh, I want. Um, you know, now sometimes the Lord may give me a sense of peace that it's time, you know, that it's time to stop or something like that. But I mean, it's, what I'm saying is, you, you you know, I maintain full control over myself. It's not like, sure. some, you know, um, and so anyway, uh, you know, that that's my experience. Uh, and even the people that say that they have a more powerful manifestation, they always, and you know, have said to me uh, that, that they can stop or start it, or excuse me, that they could stop it whenever they wanted. Absolutely. Uh, you know, so um, it's not like a totally involuntary thing that happens, you know. Well, you, okay, so I'm just going to give you, um, so with me, um, when I got it, I didn't know how to start it, if that makes sense. So what I would do, um, I started to do the Our Father prayer really, really fast until I got tongue-tied, and then it would start. And then I realized, oh, wait a second, I don't have to do that. But at first, so sometimes people do kind of have to prime themselves. It's kind of like a well, you know, you just kind of prime yourself and then it kind of bubbles up. But so, but then once you understand that the flow is already going, if you have a well that's constantly being used, you don't get a kink in your pipe. I guess that's mm -hmm. a way, <laughs> way to put it. And that way you can just start speaking right? Whenever you want. But I will say this, um, with, with different tongues, because it says that there are different tongues. Right. Um, and you even talked about it, that, that there are, you know, tongues for sometimes it's for exhortation. 
right? So mm -hmm. we can exhort God. There's many ways, you know, we can only say how awesome he is with so many English words, but in the spirit, we can tell him how awesome he is for hours, right? Right, right. Okay, so we have that, but there also is um, speaking to angels. Now, have you ever had a chance to witness that or understand that? No, I have not. Um, I mean, I know the Bible said mentions speaking in tongues of angels, but uh, <laughs> never. I mean, as far as I know, um, I haven't, you know, I mean, honestly, I don't know what that means. I'm just going to be honest with you. I don't know if, you know, when we're speaking in tongues, if that's just something that is like a special thing that only comes every now and then, or if that's what we're doing all the time. I mean, I honestly don't know. Um, but uh, but uh, as far as I know, I haven't had any experience where I was, you know, um, speaking something that an angel could understand and go do or anything like that. I mean, I'm, you know, uh-huh. Well, um, I guess, I, if I, if I may, can I share um, a story? Sure. Because somebody told me that, that you can partner with angels. And I said, well, that, I don't know if I like that. That's kind of scary, <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. And so I was praying in, in the spirit on my couch and my language changed. Mm -hmm. And when it changed, it was completely different than what I was ever speaking before. But when it changed, because I can see in the spiritual realm, I can have visions, I have impressions. All of a sudden, my entire living room got filled up with angels. And I was like, Oh, holy moly. And I remember I was pushed back like this on my couch because I was like, what? And because they filled, they filled the room and then they left. Shoot, 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 like that. And I thought, oh, whoa, what was that? And I, I, I started to ask the Lord. I said, what is that? And so I started to pray again. And my language again changed. But this was different because again, the angels came, but then a person popped into my head and then the angel dispatched. So okay. God, God can do things. We don't always understand. It says it's, you know, Paul says that we sometimes speak to men or of angels when we're praying in the spirit. And so it is just a way that there is different types of tongues that so some people don't always understand what they're saying and they don't understand what it's for. So I felt mm -hmm. like that because because it has happened to me. I wanted mm -hmm. to share that so that people don't have to be afraid. Everything that God does is in order. And it's, it's without fear, because think about it, when you were having these encounters where you were praying and we're going to get to the interpretation, because I think that's really important. Did you ever have fear? Uh, no, I, not that I know of. I've never experienced fear while speaking or praying in tongues uh, that I can recall, you know. Um, and so I, de I definitely have had the experience where my tongue changes. So I have um, you know, what I would call my norm, my prayer, what most people call their prayer language, my normal tongue, my daily tongue. Right. And, and it, you know, it basically sounds about the same most of the, most of the time, but then other times where I've asked the Lord to pray through me for a person or situation maybe, or things like that, it will turn, it would sound totally different. 
and different sort of language, different accent, different. I mean, it just sounds almost like, you know, um, uh, just a totally different person speaking or, or whatever, you know, um, not, nothing weird, just a different language, you know, a different um, uh, tongue, I guess. And so, um, you know, I just always assumed I was interceding for someone or about a particular situation. I mean, it just the Bible talks about different kinds of tongues. And so we have different kinds. And, you know, um, um, I've never actually gotten any insight through interpretation as far as like, you know, what what was happening when when it sounded different or anything like that. Maybe that's something I can I can, you know, ask for in the future. Um, but but I do think the gift of interpretation is very important for people, because when you pray in tongues, a lot of people experience, uh, you know, they're kind of excited about it at first. And then after a while, they start to wonder, well, is this really doing any good? What, you know, what is this, um, you know, what are, what are the benefits, those kinds of things. And so um, that was really one of the things on Kathleen's heart when she initially set out to write this book is uh, she had had a lot of people say that to her over the years. And so she wanted people to understand the benefits. And so I think gift of interpretation is huge as far as that goes. I know it has been in my life, you know, um, to be able to see, you know, number one, how my spirit man prays, which is very intimate and childlike. And, you know, it's revelatory. Uh, it helps me to, to get a, a better uh, um, concept of just the, the, the relationship that, that God wants for us and that, that our spirit man has with him. Um, and then, um, you know, also at times God has, you know, helped me to see that I was praying for another person for something specific in their life through the gift of interpretation. He showed me that. And then, um, at other times he's given me, you know, um, prophetic words for people. Uh, he's given me directions that I would need later on. He's given me, uh, words of knowledge for people, things that administer to people and helped others. And I think all of that just really speaks to the benefits of, you know, praying in tongues and speaking in tongues and how important it is. You know, if God's given you an assignment to do it, I mean, it's just like anything else that, that you might do in obedience to him. You know, like there's a reason he's trying to help somebody. He's trying to protect somebody. He's trying to bless somebody or set somebody free or, or, you know, those kinds of things. And so um, anyway, uh, you know, I think that that interpretation is something that's underutilized and that, you know, if people uh, will really start seeking the Lord for that, we'll, we'll probably see a whole lot more uh, activity with that spiritual gift. Absolutely. And I, I do want to talk about let's go back a little bit, because this whole book, it's really important for people to to get that you are a contributor and the reason that you became a con you became a contributor is because as you were reading through this book, all of a sudden you had so much to add to it that they said, mm -hmm. hey, Chris, we really like you to be a part of this as well. Correct. Yeah, it was just something the Lord sort of uh, brought together. It was not in anybody's uh, plan. I was just going to be, you know, uh, the editor and publisher. And uh, basically God used it to work in my life. I, he gave me the gift of interpretation as I read through it. You know, I just kind of paused one morning and said, Lord, I, I want the gift of interpretation. <laughs> it was really that simple. And the, the answer was just that fast. I mean, he immediately, uh, you know, I, I spoke out in a tongue and then I interpreted and, um, pretty quickly he confirmed that the gift was genuine. So it wasn't, you know, it wasn't just something that I was coming up with. And so um, anyway, you know, well, it, I, let it, me he, just stop you oh, right there. Yeah, I can, yeah. because uh, before we went on, I actually prayed and Chris actually interpreted my tongue and it was 
really crazy because the first thing that he said to me was he said that your words have power. And I just finished doing a periscope that actually had, it said your words have power. So it was like, he was just, it was the confirmation of something I just did. So we, we have to understand that God is speaking. God is always speaking. He doesn't ever stop speaking, but sometimes we don't listen. <laughs> and I believe that with the gift of the interpretation of tongues, it's not just about, we can understand that what we're doing is not a bunch of gibberish because that's the importance of it. It, it does have, it has a value to it. it. It definitely got me excited because I said, wait a second, heck. And then even what you said afterwards, there were things that you said to me regarding what I was praying that that were, spoke to my heart, that spoke to that that inner part of me that needed to be um, excited again, that needed to have a confirmation. So the interpretation of, of somebody's tongue can also help to get somebody to start moving again where they felt maybe even stuck. Amen. Yeah, that that's a that's a really good point. One of the testimonies I often share, which is really the first time God used the gift in me to give a message to someone else. Uh, the guy had been praying about um, stepping out to plant a church, and he's been in a really long time career that you know he's going to have to leave to to go do plant this church. And so, um, you know. Um, yeah. Sorry, I'm seeing Carol's question. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Uh, you can just ask God. In fact, uh, scripture says, um, uh, I got it right in front of me. Uh, Therefore, one who speaks in a tongue should pray that he may interpret. And as far as I know, that that is the only instruction God gives us on how to receive this gift. And so really just ask. Um, in fact, I think a lot of people, uh, you know, just have childlike faith for it and they're asking and receiving immediately. So I would definitely encourage you um, just to ask. Um, but, but yeah, so I'm sorry, back to the other guy. He, um, you know, basically that word has ministered to him for the last few months. He's continued to like go back to it and it has continued to give him, you know, uh, encouragement and direction and things like that. And so it's very important. I mean, you can touch, uh, you know, your own life will be impacted by it, but then you can touch a lot of other people's lives too. So speaking of that, um, I do, I did feel like the Lord gave me one for the show this morning. Oh, good. So, yeah. Um, and I know I've been talking a lot, so you just jump in. No, 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 no. This is important. This I want to hear. Heck yeah, let's go. Okay. Well, okay. So the first thing God did was point me towards Psalm 10. And it is, is it okay if I take a couple of minutes uh, to read yeah. it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so just starting in verse two, it says, In his arrogance, the wicked man hunts down the weak who are caught in the schemes he devises. He boasts about the cravings of his heart. He blesses the greedy and reviles the Lord. In his pride, the wicked man does not seek him. In all his thoughts, there is no room for God. His ways are always prosperous. Your laws are rejected by him. He sneers at all his enemies. He says to himself, nothing will ever shake me. He swears no one will ever do me harm. His mouth is full of lies and threats. Trouble and evil are under his tongue. He lies in wait near the villages. From ambush, he murders the innocent. His eyes watch in secret for his victims. Like a lion in cover, he lies in wait. He lies in wait to catch the helpless. He catches the helpless and drags them off in his net. His victims are crushed. They collapse. They fall under his strength. He says to himself, God will never notice. He covers his face and never sees. 
Arise, Lord, lift up your hand, O God. Do not forget the helpless. Why does the wicked man revile God? Why does he say to himself, he won't call me to account? But you, God, see the trouble of the afflicted. You consider their grief and take it in hand. The victims commit themselves to you. You are the helper of the fatherless. Break the arm of the wicked man. Call the evildoer to account for his wickedness that would otherwise that would not otherwise be found out. The Lord is king forever and ever. The nations will perish from his land. You, Lord, hear the desire of the afflicted. You encourage them and you listen to their cry, defending the fatherless and the oppressed so that mere earthly mortals will never again strike terror. So I read that this morning and um, just prayed, you know, and, and asked the Lord what, what he was saying. And, you know, I felt like somebody out there is basically having trouble with a work bully, you know. Um, and it's not just like a normal, you know, like ah, this person at work is irritating me. It's more like, you know, they're, um, you know, it's like a serious, serious thing uh, that somebody has been crying out to the Lord about. And so. I asked God, you know, what 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 message of encouragement he wanted to give to that person, and I, I uh, prayed in my tongue, um, and I wrote down the interpretation. And uh, it's, if it's okay, I'll read it real quick. Absolutely. It's, it's, okay. It's um, the Lord hears the cries of the oppressed. God sees and knows. He cares very much. Uh, he gives the wicked opportunities to repent because he is merciful and good. And then it. It, uh, it says, I've reached my limit. I've heard your cries and I've answered. You will see the answer within 24 hours. And it's important for you to forgive and be free of any bitterness over the situation. God still loves this person. Um, so uh, that's it. I just <laughs> I just try to deliver it the best I can. That, um, no, I, I, I hope think, that blesses somebody. I think that's a great message. I think that's a really great message. And it's such a, it is such a God message because especially, especially if you, okay, let's, let's take it one step further, Chris. Okay. And let's look at it in where we are right now, because a lot of people aren't at work and a lot of people are feeling oppressed and are feel, feeling bullied by those who are in charge, mm -hmm. by the people who are in the states, the people who are keeping us in bondage, the people who are taking away our freedom. So there could be, it, it could be a work thing, but it also could be somebody who is, we can all be feeling this way, but I think what you said is so important. We need to forgive them because he loves them. And I think that is a really, that's key because we've always, we can go through our whole lives and we can have people who have done us wrong. But as long as we keep our hearts pure, as long as we keep ourselves in a place and in a posture of forgiveness, then we can release them and let God deal with them. Amen. But I think that was a really, really good word. Well, and your uh, your comments sort of reminded me too that um, when when I get the interpretations and I read them, they may mean you know, I may think that you know that it's talking about a certain type of situation, and then sometimes when the person actually um, you know receives it, the person that it's for, 
they get it's something totally different out of it. So mm-hmm. it's for a totally different situation. So I don't ever know how for sure how God's going to use them. And I'm just trying to be, you know, what we talked about earlier, just be faithful and obedient and deliver. No, I think I think it was a right on word. I think especially what you were saying that God is going to be uncovering there. I mean, that is the word of the day that God is uncovering what is going on, the deception, the lies, the ugly, the yuck. He's uncovering mm-hmm. it all. But The Christians and the people of God have to keep their hearts in a place, even with those people that we don't like. And I've I've been asking the Lord, I'm like, okay, you got to work with me on a couple of them. (laughs) You got to work with me on a couple of them because I'm not feeling the love right now. But I think that's so, that was so important, Chris. That was such a good word, especially from some of the states that are really struggling because it is like having a bad boss because they're in charge of everything. Like, really, you can have you can have a boss who's really oppressive and they just control everything and they're just awful. And but then you can also have a tyrant in leadership. Right. So I think that that was really, I think that was such a right on word. I was excited because I thought you had a word for touch by prayer, but you have a, had a word for our, our touch by prayer audience. So, which is, but I think that that word can be used for so many people, so many people. I see you reading the comments. You can go ahead. If you feel a word or if you feel you have a word of encouragement for anybody, just say their name and then go ahead and release whatever it is. Well, Carol was asking a question. Uh, could it be a court case? Yeah, of course it could be. I, you know, when I gave the word to the guy, um, uh, that I talked about earlier and he's gotten all kinds of confirmation with it and everything. I thought it was talking about physical healing and it was not talking about that at all. Mm-hmm. You know? And so anyway, um, you know, you just have to let the Holy spirit speak to you through it. And, and, um, you know, I mean, uh, test everything, hold fast. What is good. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll see how it, um, you know, <laughs> plays out. So, Oh, wait um, a second. Wait a second, Chris Damaris. Damaris is saying, I received that word. That was her boss. So there you go. There you go. You got your confirmation. How about that? (laughs) I love when God does that. That's awesome. So Damaris, we just, we just pray for just favor and blessings over your workplace, over you, over your uh, your boss and his situation. Let him be overwhelmed with the love of God as he gets in. Let him not be able to even stand in, in your presence because of the love that you have poured in is going to pour out over him in Jesus name. Yes. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. So, okay, let me ask you a question. So what was the craziest, because, you know, God always has the crazy word. He always has the crazy word. What was the craziest word that you ever had to give to someone in after like praying for a situation or, um, and you got interpretation for it? Uh I can't think of any real difficult words. The, the only one that comes to mind when you said that is, God gave me a person's name one time. Mm -hmm. And this is when, I mean, I probably had only 
really had the one guy who had received a message. So I'll just tell you how God did this. So he, all of a sudden in my interpretations, he would start giving me a name and then a message. And I'm like, God, I don't know anybody with that name. What do I do with that? And I felt like he said he would send them to me on Facebook. Sure enough, he did. And so, <laughs> you know, all of a sudden there's a person with a name. Well, he gave me this one name and um, it was, I'll just, well, should I say the name? I don't know. It might impact somebody's privacy, but it was a name that I thought, surely this is not a real name. You know, okay. like this is. Right. Um, it wasn't. Very, it wasn't John Smith. <laughs> right. It was, it, I thought there's no way anybody's ever gonna show up with this name. Uh -huh. And then, within like a week or two, sure enough, somebody showed up with the name, and it was it was actually one letter off. Right. Mm -hmm. It was so it was like uh, Christine versus Christina. And, mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. and so anyway, I, I'm like, oh, this is so weird, you know. And I finally just contacted the the person. I didn't know who they were. They just something they posted somehow showed up. You know, maybe we we're connected with a mutual friend or something. And uh, so anyway, I, you know, long story short, I gave it to her. She said, yes, that makes sense. I've been trying to, you know, um, I, I've been in transition and I'm trying to figure out what to do. And um, and so we had like, and I think I got, an, yeah, I got another one for her and I gave her that one. And, and so we kind of went back and forth a few times. And then she finally told me, you know, oh, by the way, you know, that version of my name that you're using, that's what my father-in-law used to call me, you know? And oh, so, come on. yeah, I just, you know, and I think God used that in just a way to, you know, remind mm -hmm. her of he had passed on and she was like, mm -hmm. she was like, you know, he, you know, he, he used to use that like in a loving way toward Aww. me and it just kind of reminded so all of that, you know, I, I guess it was just awkward for me because, um, you know, first I didn't think it was real. Then I had to tell her that, you know, I'm uh -huh. like, hey, I, I didn't think anybody would come with this name, but your name is so unique that I think it must be you, you know, just the whole, uh -huh. whole experience. And it was, hey, but it was a lot of fun in the end. The lady was very encouraged. I was blessed by it. I mean, this stuff, it's a little bit of risk and it's a little bit uncomfortable, sometimes a little awkward, but in mm -hmm. the end, you're so glad you did it because people are blessed and, and just Absolutely. see God move. It's neat. Absolutely. And you know, that the, the harder words that you sometimes have to give, you might not understand because giving a hard word is, well, let's put it as hard, but as you start to move into it, God gives you a grace to release it so that the person will receive it. And that's one of the things as you are moving in a prophetic way, or even with um, when you're praying for someone, because there are, there are times, and I can kind of see Chris, you know, that because you pray so often, you know, you can be that person who, as you are crying, you're, you're praying in tongues, you begin weeping because you can feel the love of the father. You can feel his his heart towards a situation. And there are some times that, you know, you can just be in prayer and just start crying and just weeping. And as soon as it leaves, it's like, okay, I'm done. I mean, but it's that powerful. It's just mm -hmm. that powerful. And it shows that our father is a father of emotion. A lot of people say that speaking in tongues or any of the gifting is all emotional, but God actually created emotions. He mm -hmm. talks about it. You know, mm -hmm. Jesus was moved with tears. He was moved with compassion. 
you know, the joy of the Lord. So we have the happy, we have the sad, we have the wrath, we have the anger. When Jesus went into the, um, into the synagogue and started ripping the, the temple and started flipping over the tables. So there is anger. So there's all these different emotions. So sometimes when you're praying in tongues, you can get emotional. Mm -hmm. So can you kind of talk about some of the things that you have felt? Have you ever gotten where, where God has given you his heart for a, a situation where you were just so undone? You know, I have definitely, my emotions get triggered uh, when I'm praying in my tongue. Sometimes I don't uh, usually know why. And, um, you know, but it's, it's, it's like an over, it's I'm overcome with feelings of compassion or just a, like I'm like an intimate touch from the Lord, maybe that just sort of, you know, uh, gives you joy and you can experience that in worship or whatever. Um, and so I definitely get those kinds of things. Um, now, a lot of that would happen to me uh, before I received the gift of interpretation. Uh, and so now I think I'm much more um, focused on, you know, that, I guess, just operating in, you know, like, okay, I'm going to speak in a tongue and now I'm going to interpret to see what it means. And so uh, I think I think some of that uh, maybe uh I haven't experienced as much since I've been interpreting because I'm much more, you know, like I said, focused on, on that mm -hmm. aspect of it. Um, one of the big things I would say, cause people do, that is one of the criticisms that people have uh, that, you know, all these charismatics and these tongue people, they're driven by emotion and they, mm -hmm. you know, they think if their emotions are good, that it must be good and all that, that kind of nonsense. And, you know, uh, I would say that, you know, the Lord definitely triggers our, the Holy Spirit triggers our emotions. There's no doubt about it, but that's not how we evaluate uh, something. And, you know, that, that tells us something, but that's not the be all end all. And, you know, one of the things, one of the big things I would experience that I think is a lot harder to argue with is I could go into the prayer closet and be full of just worry, doubt, fear, anxiety. And to the point that I don't even really know how to pray or just what to say. And I'm just, you know, a little bit so discouraged that I just, you know, don't even have the words. But then if I pray in my tongue for a little while, it's like my faith is being built up and I'll walk out of there, you know, with doubt gone, worry. So the emotions that leave me when I'm praying in tongues, I think, uh, you know, the, 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 you know, those are sins, worry, doubt, and fear. Those are sins. You know, th those things, uh, that I'm struggling with, they leave me when I'm praying in tongues. I think that's very powerful. Um, and it just, it, it, it it's, um, uh, aligns with scripture, which, you know, tells us that we're built up when we pray in the spirit. Um, and so, you know, that's, why, that's why don't my, you my talk spirit. about that? Let's, let's talk about the edification or the building. Um, you know, it says that, that, um, it edifies my spirit. That's, that's what it mm -hmm. actually says in a new Kings James version. Mm -hmm. um, it says, I pray in the spirit at all times because it edifies my spirit. So can you kind of explain what that means? Well, that 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 was my best attempt to explain it. It's just, you know, like, <laughs> that's a good example of it. That uh -huh. I, you know, I am personally edified when I pray in tongues on my own. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's just, you know, that's that's a really, I think, powerful example that, uh, I'll, OK, I just I just had a bunch of worry, doubt and fear. And now I'm full of faith right now. Mm -hmm. I'm not worried about anything. You know, and so, um, but I, you know, of course, when you add interpretation into the mix, then now the the body of Christ can be edified. Others can be edified through this through this gift because it becomes revelatory and prophetic. And so, um, you know, 
as far as being built up, the inner man, Kathleen explores that a lot in the book. And yes, I and I, I do want to talk, can you talk just a little bit about how, because she has, she has some pretty powerful stuff in, in her book, but I really wanted to kind of stick with your, like what you wrote, because I don't mm -hmm. think it was fair, but I think to just to, because you guys have a collaboration going, I think mm -hmm. it's also important to talk about the, what they contributed because she goes into the scientific aspects of speaking in tongues. She goes into the understanding of the different dialects and the different languages. Uh, so she really kind of dives into like what, what is tongues? She really kind of goes in to like, if you've ever wanted to know about tongues, this is a book that's really going to help you. Yeah, so she uh, talks about her personal experience in re receiving the gift and operating in it for the last 30 years and also a lot of research that she did, which basically she read a lot of scientific, uh, yeah, she read other people's research, I should say. Mm -hmm. And then um, she just brings out different insights that God gave her as she studied those things. And so I think she adds to their their research with her, her personal insight, but um and then Matthew operates in the gift of interpretation he has for the last uh, 10 years before the book came out. And he was he leads. They're, they're both leaders in a home church in California. And so he would lead these groups of people. And he felt convicted that if one of them felt the unction to pray in tongues, that he was responsible for making sure there was an interpretation. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so that's how. He, you know, he, that's why he started seeking the Lord for the gift is just, he felt a responsibility for that. And so forgive me, I need to get no, a drink of water. No, that's okay. That's okay. And I think it says that it actually says in the, in the Bible, it says mm -hmm. that if you're in a meeting and, but there's two different types of speaking in tongues, because you kind of tapped on that. There is a personal prayer language, which is for everybody. It's for everybody, everybody, everybody can get the, the gift of speaking in tongues is your prayer language. Okay. Everybody mm -hmm. should have that. And they are, they can get that. It's not just for select people's for everybody, but then there's also the gift of tongues that is different than the actual just prayer language. Correct. You know, a lot of people, uh, try, I guess, to really nail down, you know, exactly what the terminology should be. I don't do that just because <clears throat> what I see in scripture is Paul is talking about corporate use of tongues and he's talking about personal use of tongues mm -hmm. and he uses the same term for both of them. He just says speaking in tongues. Mm -hmm. And so <clears throat> he also says praying in the spirit. Um, I think the book of Jude mentions praying in the spirit, you know, so, um, you know, I don't feel like the Lord like sets out these very clear boundary lines and says always has to be this way. And this one is always that thing. And and so there is the Bible, you know, does mention the gift of different kinds of tongues. And mm -hmm. so I kind of I tend to use that uh, okay. terminology. That's fair enough. Like, yep. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> you know, I, I think that, uh, you know, personally, I just think that if you <clears throat> pray for the gifts, and earnestly seek the gifts like the word says to do and then just try to be faithful in operating in them you know you'll see you know him moving in various ways and it may look you know a lot like what someone else experienced and it might not you know and i think that's okay i think the lord um kind of 
leaves himself a lot of room uh, to to do it in different ways. Um, mm -hmm. th that's just my personal take on it. You know, I don't know if sure. that helps. Yeah. Well, no, I I think one uh, let let's put it this way because you said earnestly seek. Um, so God is not a respecter of persons. He he gives things right, but says the Holy Spirit gives gifts to everybody and for what you need. So it says that we should ask for the gift of interpretation. So I, what I would do for practical purposes is I would have somebody pray in the spirit then to sit quietly and listen. Sometimes we're so busy talking because that's what you do, Chris. You, you stop and you listen. Cause even when I was praying, you were listening. You were listening for the nuance. You were listening for, because interpretation uh, of tongues is not going to be like somebody's going to say um, something in, in the spirit. They're not going to speak in tongues and you're going to have a, a word for word. You're going to have a consensus of what is being said, correct? Yeah. So one of the chapters in the book that Matthew wrote is called uh, Interpretation, Not Translation. Right. Mm -hmm. And so um, he says that sometimes people do get what is essentially a word for word translation. But, you know, it can be and he gives different examples of like what an interpretation could be. So uh, I guess a word for word translation in his mind is one example of an interpretation. But it could mm -hmm. be, you know, uh, you know, more like an impression or uh, it could be um, the way he describes it. The, his examples are really neat, by the way. I, I, I wish I could. Uh, <laughs> Um, you know, maybe read them or I whatever. Think we're gonna, I think we should have you and them. I think we should, I should have you guys all come back. Sure. And yeah. Should, I'll and we and, should do it. Yeah. And we should do a whole show because that way you guys can kind of talk about the collaboration. You can talk about the, the, the different nuances, but I think it would be fun to have the three of you together. So we might have to see if we can pull yeah, that, yeah. pull that I'm together. Yeah. So hey, but, Glenn had a question. I don't know if you saw it. Um, um, let that... me see. Oh, after you pray here, let's put it up here. There you go. Okay. So Glenn, for me, um, you know, I basically pray or speak in my tongue until I feel like I'm done. <laughs> and then <laughs> I ask God to give me the interpretation and I write it down. I write it down every time um, because <clears throat> typically they're going to be long enough that there's no way I would remember it to, you know, if, I guess if you're in a group, you could just speak it out and everybody would hear it. But for right. me, I just write it. I just write them. And I'm just trying to listen to, you know, the voice of God, you know, giving me the interpretation. And, um, and so, uh, you know, it's, it's really neat. I mean, I sometimes will get just a word and then I'll get the next word and then maybe a few more words. Sometimes I'll get whole sentences. Sometimes it's coming so fast. I can barely keep up with it. Um, Sometimes I will get a, you know, <clears throat> a word and then I'll get like another word that means almost the same thing or, and then, <clears throat> you know, I'll kind of like chew on it for a minute and then I'll end up getting like a phrase that sort of communicates the same idea, but with a little more depth. And so I, I feel like the Lord is, is, uh, you know, um, very active in trying to, uh, you know, get me to write down, um, you know, a, a, a an accurate interpretation of it. That being said, I am human, right? And so I'm, uh, you know, I test everything and hold fast what is good. I mean, um, half of what I write down could be my own thoughts, honestly. I mean, and probably is sometimes. Um, and so I just do my best to hear God's voice and, you know, just trust that, that uh, you know, he can work even through my imperfection. Absolutely. Absolutely. And 
you know, the other thing that you can do is when you get interpretation, you can also, you know, check in your spirit. Your your spirit should bear witness to what is being said. It should immediately just bear witness. And, it, and there's also the verse that you can go to a council, a council of others, of people who you believe can really hear from the Lord and say, okay, this is what I got. Does this, does this resonate with you? Does this ring true with you? And I'm talking about that, like for, you know, for people who are really wanting to make sure that they're tuning into the right frequency, that they're hearing from, from the right place, to, if that makes sense. So I think that's a great way for people to start to move into the gift of uh, interpretation of tongues without having to be afraid. It's, it's usually like with you, Chris, you know, the first time that God said, okay, I want you to go out and say it, <laughs> you're like, oh. but, mm -hmm. but there was, but he worked with you. And if you right. get something wrong, God gives us grace. God right. gives us grace. And he's never, it, my biggest thing is if it's coming from God, there's redemption and there's love in it. If there's no redemption and there's no love, it's not God even if it's a hard word, because mm -hmm. God could say, I am going to do this, 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 and this all like, you know, you did this, you did this, you did this. But if you, because if you go back to scripture, he will say, you did this, you did this, you did this, but if you, then I will. So yeah. there's always redemption because he is a God of redemption. So if it's accusations, if it's accusatory, if it's, um, full of judgment or, and there, there is no, there is no return from it. It's usually not from God. Does that make, is that fair enough to say? Yeah, absolutely. So everything, you know, I, I mentioned this in the book and I, I probably spent several chapters on it. You know, I was very um, careful when I first received this gift to try to make sure, okay, is this from the Lord and what, you know, is what I'm doing and what I'm hearing uh, is all of this for, from the Lord? Is it scriptural? Um, you know, and I made a few mistakes along the way. Um, for, for instance, when God started confirming the, um, um, the, uh, accuracy of the words he was giving me, I got overconfident in it, you know, and I got like, I literally thought I started taking all of it. Like it's coming directly from God. <laughs> and I, I went out and kind of fell on my face, you know, uh, with that. And so it just reminded me, Oh yeah. I just wrote a chapter, test everything, hold fast what is good. And I forgot to do it, you know? And mm -hmm. so you're, you're going to make, you know, you'll probably make mistakes. I, well, I don't want to speak that over anybody, but you know, I mean, I made mistakes and, and we're human and, you know, God is big enough to, to, uh, you know, handle those mistakes. And, and it's just, I'm always a little bit, I think I overreact to them, you know, like I'm way more devastated when I make a mistake than God is or anybody else is, you know? And usually it's something that just, it doesn't matter at all, you know, after time passes, but the ones that you get right, they do matter. They're going to matter, you know, months from, from now, they're going to matter years from now, they're going to matter in eternity. So it's worth it. You know, it's worth it to, to make the mistakes and, and to take the risks. Absolutely. So now um, you also said to me that you're working on another book, correct? Did I say that? I don't know. <laughs> Are you are you um, so, working on another book? Well, I've written another book. Okay, um, maybe I need to uh, dust it off and see. Uh, you know, when I wrote it, I thought, well, I, I 
felt like it wasn't the right time for me to try to release it. So I've just had it sitting for a while. Okay. Uh, and be besides that, we do have a, a lady coming up that uh, has written a book about fasting and how people can uh, uh, get breakthrough uh, by fasting. And so I'm pretty excited about that when it should be out in the next probably uh, two months, I would say. And for those who don't know, you have um, um, a website called Called Writers because you are a publisher and a editor of books, correct? Yes, ma'am. And so if people are interested in going and finding any of your uh, authors, they can go to Called Writers. They can also get a copy of Speaking in Tongues also on your website. And I believe that, yeah, I think that this book, so what it, What was the book about that you, you wrote, Chris? Because I feel like I'm supposed to talk about this book. I don't know why, but. <laughs> That's not, no, it, uh, it's called, well, it's about finding finding your uh, place in God's kingdom and discovering ah, your purpose. Um, come on. Because I went through a long process where I sought the Lord for those things. And I just, you know, I was able to sort of record these experiences of trying to find out where I fit in and what I, how, what I was gifted to do. And uh, it was just a, it was years of a process the Lord took me through. And so, uh, you know, a book came out of that. I, I hope uh, you're encouraging me right now to pick it back up. I've been oh, well, wondering good. What, yeah. <laughs> I've been wondering what I'm supposed to be working on. So. See, well, there you go. Cause I felt yeah. like you have another book and I'm like, did he, did he say he was working on another book? <laughs> I'm always talking to people. So I, I just try to kind of keep it all in, in perspective. But I think that especially for now, I, that's, a, that's something that is so needed, especially right now, because things have been shifted. Things have been really shifted. And can I ask you, did the Lord give you any kind of an insight? Have you been praying about what the heck is going on? Have you been seeking the Lord in what's going on with our country and with this uh, virus and with the stuff? Is that something that God has given you a that you can share or is it something that you still have to pray about? No, I mean, I felt like the Lord's been speaking to me a lot during this time. Uh, one of the first things I noticed when I was in Atlanta and, and it was when everything first started to shut down and the Lord pointed me toward, I believe it's Jeremiah 17 and, and it's the, the well-known passage about a tree planted by the water. And mm -hmm. But then at the end of that, he tells them, he corrects them about their uh, refusal to uh, take Sabbath rest. And so... Um, I started looking around and I'm like, man, the land is getting rest right now. You know, mm -hmm. the rest that we have refused to take, you know, mm -hmm. um, because retail and restaurants are there. They're like open 365 now. And, and you know, boy, they're all shut down. And, and it just uh, I felt like the Lord was speaking to me about the value of rest and how um, he was using. That was one of the good things that he was doing through all of this. Um, you know, I've never felt like the Lord sent the virus or anything like that. No, I, not I, mean, right. I have no, yeah. no, you know, I, how would anybody, you know, unless he told you, how would you, no, no, but, no. so, um, you know, I feel like, you know, what he does is bring good out of bad situations. Absolutely. So that was one of, and I struggled. I, even though, even though I had that, what I felt like is a revelation about that, I still struggled to receive that rest. And, and just because it was long, right? And I'm like, I'm ready to go back to work, mm -hmm. you know. And uh, and so, I mean, I wrestled hard with it. I cried out to the Lord, like, Lord, why, why am I not, you know, why am I not getting work and moving forward with work? And it's right. like, finally, God's like, you know, because you haven't embraced the rest yet. You mm -hmm. know, you still have not embraced this. 
Right. So I, fi- I finally took a week and just uh, embraced his rest and unplugged from everything. And I got to tell you, it was, uh, it was a huge blessing. I was really glad I did it. I came back refreshed and recharged. And, mm-hmm. and so, you know, hopefully that encourages uh, people that, that, you know, maybe. Well, I, I definitely agree with the, the whole rest thing. That I, mm-hmm. I completely agree with that. And I also believe that it's important for, I don't believe that as we move back in, I believe that there is going to be some serious shifting and people are going to, be looking at things in a different perspective. I don't think we're going back into that rat race that we were in. I believe that rest is going to become something that is going to is going to become a uh, a way of life. Because when I grew up in the on Sundays, everything was closed on Sundays. Right. Everything was closed on Sundays. It was the day of rest. You went to church. And you had like people over our, our relatives would come over, we'd have dinner. That was our Sunday. That was that's how we did every Sunday. So, and I believe we're going to go back. I believe that they're going to start some some blue laws again because it's been there has been such a injustice that has been given to different people, especially those who work in um, in retail. Well, I used yeah. to work in retail, and there there has been such an injustice. Although my job was very, they were very kind, but. But in for a lot of other people, what they did about like Thanksgiving and the Lord started talking to me about that. And he mm-hmm. said he was going to close doors. He did tell me that. That was a while ago. There because you go. They were, I mean, they were crying out. People were crying out because it was such an injustice that they couldn't be with their families. And Thanksgiving was a day of rest unto the Lord. They took mm-hmm. back his day. Yeah. And I mean, I even the last few Christmases is like the gas stations are open. (laughs) You know, it's like, wow, we don't even close on Christmas anymore. So, yeah. Um, Yeah. Glenn is saying he needs uh, he's going to have his own retreat. Amen, brother. There you go. God blesses it and uh, (laughs) that you get refreshed. Well, this has been so awesome, Chris. Did you have fun? I had fun. I loved it. Thank you so much. I'm so glad. And I really believe that people who are interested in learning about speaking in tongue, the gift of tongues, the interpretation of tongues, and the value of the gift of tongues. I think if you guys get this book, Speaking in Tongues, it's going to answer a lot of those questions. And this is a time and a season that we really have to stay in a place of prayer and position ourselves and posture ourselves to hear the Lord. And what better way than to not be praying our prayers, but to start praying his prayers because it's his language. It's the perfect prayer the the gift of tongues or praying in tongues. It's the perfect prayer language because your spirit doesn't know what somebody else does. No, somebody else needs, but the Holy Spirit knows everything. And so as you yield to the Holy Spirit and you just let yourself go with the flow of the Holy Spirit, you're able to pray the plans and the purposes that God has for that person. So Chris, thank you so much for coming. If Do you have anything else that you'd like to say to, um, to our viewers before we uh, wrap this up? Uh, just thank you so much for your time. It's uh, an honor to be um, talking to you all and 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 uh, just um, 
you know, fellowshipping with everybody. I enjoyed the comments a lot. That was different than anything I've done so far. So I really love that. It was nice uh, uh, interacting with people and, uh, you know, feel free to check out our website. I think we have a, uh, yeah, we have a free excerpt of the book on there. So if you're, you know, just kind of want to check it out, there's a, a three or four chapters in the free excerpt and, um, you know, you can go from there. Um, that's, yeah, I guess that's about it. Thank you for having me on. Well, thank you so much for, for coming on Touch by Prayer. And if you guys are interested, you can go to coldwriters.com. You can get Chris's book, Speaking in Tongues. Um, I'm so excited about what God is doing in this season. We're doing some things that are new and exciting. So thank you guys for, for tuning in to Touch by Prayer. Thank you again, Chris, for, for coming on. My pleasure. Absolutely. And thank you guys for coming in and thank you for sharing some time with me. You can get your copy again at calledwriters.com. It is going to be a game changer as you start to see how quickly God can give you a understanding and give you your special language. So thanks again for coming in and remember to go out and touch someone. Bye-bye.